Welcome to Goldie's Podcast, our first of many for the 2019-2020 season. Today's show is presented by GeminiAthletic.com. Check them out because at Gemini, quality wins. You can get your custom hockey jerseys. They'll design and supply your team with almost anything. They can choose the material and style that fits for your squad. You'll look like a pro. You'll have championship pedigrees. And don't forget, Gemini Athletic Wear is made in the USA. Check them out at GeminiAthletic.com. The leaves are falling. The The trees are amazing out there. And Sean Goldsworthy is working feverishly here in his office at the Pagel Activity Center as we once again bring you another season's worth of Goldie's podcasts. And there's plenty to talk about, and we're excited to bring you on, Sean. And uh, how was your summer? Thanks for joining us. Well, Wags, it's uh, obviously hockey time. MEA breaks over, and uh, the, we- the weather's Isn't turning. It? And uh, most of the youth teams have gone through the tryouts, so it's – it's about time for high school hockey. Well, you know, me and our guy, my, me and our guy Gus John Barger, yeah. put together that uh, Bantam Double A outdoor festival at the uh, St. Louis Park Rec Center. Yeah, it was sixty degrees. The ice held. We couldn't believe it. It was amazing. And then it, you looked around. You said, "Okay, yeah, yeah, it's time." And so, I mean, you're just a couple of weeks from getting out on the ice, and you obviously did some stuff over the summer. But I mean, does it feel like a long time since uh, what is it, July thirty first, last time you can really work with these kids? Yeah, you know, you, you you put a lot of time and energy into June and July, and then there's another break. And I, I guess, you know, part of the beauty of Minnesota hockey is that it's broken up and segmented so we can kind of piece it together. But uh, you certainly want to get, unify the kids and get them underneath, you know, one development model. That's kind of the plan. But it is healthy for the kids to have different changes, and then there's some natural built-in rest periods too. So uh, are we anxious? Yeah, the girls get started Monday. Yeah. Uh, so you can feel the pulse around the on the building a little bit there, and then our guys are getting anxious. I think the fall stuff, whether it be AAA or the Elite League, is, is getting a little stale at this point, so it's time to kind of move on to our home communities. And I can't wait to get back and get started. So you had a team last year that was – as deep and talented as we've seen around these parts of uh, Minnesota high school hockey in many years, if you know, I mean, they got to be, in my opinion, from what I saw, among the tops. You know, I mean, it was an incredible group. Uh, you've got a group coming in that have played with them, and I mean, how many seniors did you have? Like ten, eleven, twelve? Yeah, last year we had twelve, so it's yeah. a big class, and we we kind of anticipate that going forward for a little bit here. You know, we feel like we have a lot of depth and we feel like we have a lot of nice players. So uh, obviously the last two years we've been blessed with some really high-end skill and talent, and we were really dynamic. Um, but different group, you know, and, and it's healthy to have a different group. I think uh, people are overlooking us a little bit, which I think is a good thing for us. Our kids are kind of waiting for their opportunity for it to be their season. And uh, we certainly have enough good players coming through the system and juniors and seniors to make us very competitive. We had a very definitive leadership group that you could tell off of last year's team. Some of the underclassmen were were part of that in their own right, too. I'm thinking of a couple. Um, As far as that perspective end of it, how do you feel about the leadership of this group? Well, they're finding their own identity. There's no question about that when you've had some kids that have been in the program for two or three years playing varsity that many years in a row they've kind of had to sit back and let those guys kind of take the reins but uh you know i feel very confident in our senior class uh, they seem united um there are a bunch of kids that i think have kind of been overlooked um they're highly skilled uh they work well together and uh, i think they're hungry to kind of make their own mark you know they've been kind of sitting around a little bit and kind of been a complimentary piece for our success the last two years and now it's kind of their time to to kind of you know go after it and i think that's really fun it's it's neat to see those kids develop and to establish themselves as a leader that's part of the process 
and uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be another strong senior class, and our junior class behind them is is really big and deep too. So I expect us to be, uh, you know, right there when it matters. You know, I think to the years of like the uh, fabled Fab Five from Edina, we heard about them as sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Uh, they they never won a state championship. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, the team right after them did. And uh, it seemed like they had a whole uh, experience there. And in finding that identity, you don't have a lot of time to find it. Uh, but yeah. once you do, uh, groups like this have the opportunity to do some special things. Do you think that could fit into this group? I'm not asking you to predict a state championship, sure. but do they have the potential to do some special things? Well, I think, you know, in, in sports, specifically high school, and the younger you get, even in college, it, you know, you kind of got to be there and lose once mm-hmm. so you can figure it out. Yep. And there, there's such a high turnover rate at this level. Uh, guys move in, move out, and they're you know junior, senior, and they're out and they're off to college. So um, you kind of have to figure it out, and and that probably happens quite more often than not. So <clears throat> I think our experience last year was great. We knew we were good. We had a really good year. I, I, I'm not going to take anything away from those kids. Did it not finish the way we wanted? Ob- obviously, you know injuries you can't predict, and uh, you're playing really good teams. I mean they're all capable of winning on any given night. And that's what's fun about the old March Madness and this, you know, high school it's hockey one tournament. Game. It's one game. You got to win six game sevens in a row, and uh, and you're dealing with younger kids that are emotional and they're, you know, kind of under the moment. So, uh, but I really think this group learned a lot from last year. I think they learned how to live in the moment and kind of go through the process. Um, I like the fact that our our junior class that are predominantly going to be seniors this year kind of had to sit back and see the whole thing unfold. And, and kind of take notes, mental notes, on how they're going to you know, project out their season. And that's what we want them to do. This is their team. And it's going to have a different identity. Uh, but we like it. Uh, these kids are very much dependent on each other. Um, I think we're going to be a lot more unified as a, as a bigger group. We're going to be a little bit more physical. Um, and we're not going to rely on maybe one or two players to kind of carry the water. Yeah, so so you can work here your depth, which is always a benefit with with all of the talent you have. And we're going to go into that depth play a little bit. And I heard the rumblings of this at the end of the year last year, and uh, we spoke here before we jumped on for this pod. And uh, you're doing something I don't think's ever been done in high school hockey, and that's assembling a, a, a second, if you will, quote unquote, JV team. Um, can you kind of give us the structure and the genesis of how that all came together? Well, we're really blessed with some volume and, and, and really good players. And after two years, you know, we were um, going through the selection process and, and making cuts. And, you know, every year we were getting on to six, seven, maybe eight kids that we thought uh, were, were good enough to play high school hockey a year or two from, uh, from the point of the, the selection. And, uh, but they're too old to play Bantams. So you run into a really difficult uh, decision is what do you do for that one gap year? And, uh, we as a staff decided to, to request to the high school league, a, you know, a second set of games through like a JV2 and play like a Class A level. And uh, we're able to assemble some games and put that together. So our group's going to all practice together, but then we'll play in, in different groups. And that's going to require a little bit more staffing, a little more creativity on our end to be able to coach the kids up. But we feel like it's worth it. And these kids, uh, we think they matter. Uh, we really believe that there's always about four or five freshmen every year in our high school that are too old to play Bantams and but they're also probably not good enough to be able to jump into a double a late conference scenario yeah so we want to be able to provide those kids an opportunity to grow and develop and and then see where they turn out a lot of those kids either have to physically develop or mentally develop or both and uh, we feel like we have the right 
situation, the right network, uh, enough ice time, enough resources to provide for those kids. And we look at our school, and almost every other sport's got 120 kids playing the sport, uh, whether it be soccer or baseball or you know f- certainly football and, and baseball. So um, they're holding B squads and 10th grade teams, and we're not. Yeah. <clears throat> and yet that's one of our greatest strengths. So um, we feel confident in it. We, we are going to give it a shot. Uh, certainly there's probably going to be some bumps in the road, but we're going to iron them out. We think it's the right thing to do, and we have full um, backing from our high school. So now these kids will have the ability to, uh, you said, fluid with the roster. So they can rotate between rosters. And they could hit all three of the rosters, conceivably. Not that they would, but conceivably, correct? Well, I think by, by law you, you probably could, but I don't see, see that being an issue. Um, by reality. You know, in yeah. reality, you know, you're only fluid with a couple, a handful of kids on yeah. each end of it. So, uh, But we really believe at the JV level one of the more disappointing things we saw in the last two years or frustrating and from talking to other coaches at the high school level is rolling four lines and six defensemen on JV hockey is very difficult. Uh, the ice time on game day is, is already limited due to the number of games compared to Bantams. And junior gold, and we just want to give these guys more ice time and more opportunity to develop. So, you know, the ability to roll three lines and probably be five defensemen and one goalie on each JV team certainly adheres to the development model better than, than four and, and six. So in terms of your schedule this year, you've got uh, some some great games on it uh, that uh, Tom Streeter sent over to me. I'm glad I, I printed this <laughs> off. Uh, printed this off. I say that with a wink and a nod. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, but, you know, you open up right out of the shoot with Rosemont, which is a nice hockey club. And, you know, they had some guys boot and take off. But the reality is, is they're getting deep and getting better and better. Oh, Ricky does a great job. I've known Ricky forever. Uh, coached against him when he was playing at Bethel and got to know him over the years when I lived on the South Metro. And Ricky's a hockey guy, and he's going to do it the right way. And they got some really high-end players. Uh, I anticipate Rosemont being there right there at the end. Uh, they got a good depth. Those kids are ready to take it to the next level. I think that's certainly a community that's kind of figuring it out, uh, from what I can gather. And uh, and they're hungry. So right, yeah, right out of the shoot, uh, we're we're jumping right into it with one of the top, I think, top ten teams in the state for sure. And I'm not going to rip through all these games, but your next two games at the to start of the, of the season for me are just so special. The IRA Civic Center, you know, when you see the snowmobiles pulling up as the cars, <laughs> if you will, and they've got the seat numbers, and everybody has a tempo and rhythm to how they approach the games as fans, and it's it feels like a college atmosphere in there. Oh, yeah, it's it's one it's of those cool. communities that's that's hockey to the core. I mean, I was up there last spring with my daughter for the uh, U-12 state tournament. We were up there for three and a half days and um, stayed there in one of the nice hotels. And we were at the rink every night. And I, it was a lot of fun. And it, that's a great hockey community. So I remember reaching out to Coach Marinucci. We owed him a game because they, they played down here last year. And that we're definitely coming up. Our kids need to experience that. And then from that conversation... Uh, you know, Grant Clafton figured out that we were going to be right next door. So uh, we certainly want to help out That's Greenway. That's really cool. Yeah, we want to help out Greenway. Uh, Grant's doing just an outstanding job. They've brought hockey back to the range. Uh, that is something that is part of Minnesota to the core. Watching uh, their success last spring was outstanding. So much fun to root for. And they're doing it the right way. So any way we can help out and get up there and, and really play two pretty high-end games right out of the shoot and, and kind of remove ourselves from our own home, that's good team unity. A trip early like that 
can really bring your team together and create an identity that uh, maybe might take a little bit. Oh, what's cool about those types of games, both of those arenas, no matter how good or bad teams are, you know, it, from the perspective of there's a level of, um, you know, the game seems to get faster when you're in those types of environments a little bit. It doesn't mean that, th- that your opponent will always keep up that pace, but there's just a different vibe to it, which I think is really good for young kids to bring that stuff together and kind of work through some bumps here and there and, you know, try and finish strong with those games. Well, last year we went through it, you know, we went up last year when we were undefeated and went up to Hermantown and had a very similar experience where the, the town kind of shut down and came in to watch what was a number one team Skippers look like. And, house, baby. and yep. we, uh, we ended up tying and had an overtime game with them. And that was just a fun environment. And I'm a big believer of um, trying to stress our guys out. And part of the stress is preparation. Part of the stress is playing in front of a, a very tight crowd, maybe not a large crowd, but a very tight crowd. And uh, understanding that you have to perform under different circumstances and different stresses. So uh, I thought our kids handled everything great last year, you know, with Dream State and with everything else. And that had really nothing to do with how our season ended. It had more to do with just the experience. But our guys had good focus. And uh, I think part of high school hockey is going through the entire gamut. And and, uh, playing Edina is fun. Playing Wyzetta and Eden Prairie is great in our conference. And then getting outside and playing Moorhead and then going up to Greenway and you know, and, and seeing Grand Rapids, obviously, and then playing your top private schools and having a great Christmas tournament, that is part of what makes high school hockey special. And if we don't make it important, then who's going to? Did you ever get that? Was there any place that you went in the Mayak that felt like what you just explained? Well, the Mayak is different. You know, it's a, it's a more of an experience. The Division Three is, is really good hockey. If you look nationally at the Division Three level, it's, well, it's some of the best hockey going. But it's really hard to create that campus environment. Most of the schools play off campus. Yeah. Uh, there's not necessarily that. And then, obviously, on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, you can swing a dead cat and hit a Division One game, too, you know, yeah. with the Gophers and Duluth or high school game. games. And, yeah, the Wild and... So it's just hard to create that environment, that similar environment. And uh, I would say the difference is it's not community-based. Correct. And and high school hockey still is community-based. And that's what's great about our whole situation in Minnesota. It's why we love it, and it's why it has such importance to what we do, not only in hockey in Minnesota, but in the United States. So you read my mind. That's exactly why I went down the road with that question, the community-based model, which is so great. And then the other component is, what, 94, 95, 96% of those kids won't play beyond that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're able to experience in many levels what D3 and in some instances, not a lot, uh, D1, better situation. I mean, it's it's really a great thing. A couple of quick questions for you. Uh, St. Michael, Alberville, Buffalo, uh, now in the late conference. By the way, I got to see the St. Mike uh, – Bantam Double Eighteen, they look really good. So they're coming, uh, and and they'll be interesting. You know, forget about the travel and all that. Is it nice to bring in um, uh, some variety? I guess I would say, or uh, was it nice to be kind of packed and tight with your rivalries that you already had set with the lake? Well, I think you can look at it both ways. I mean, we were fortunate; we're not really struggling to find games. Um, but we want to find the right games, and I, I'm a big believer trying to play as many different schools as possible. 
But adding Buffalo and, and St. Michael to the Lake Conference is a good move. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I think both those communities are ripe. They're ready to do it. You know, 20 years ago when Mike McMillan got that thing going in Buffalo and built the rink and started developing yeah, like, all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the vision, and that's uh, the idea. And then now you got Aaron Johnson with his, you know, Bruce and his, his brothers taking over, and they're ready to go. they got good players. They're, they were ready to compete in the Lake Conference last year, in my opinion. And St. Michael's going to be in the same boat. So those guys are there. Jared Johnson and his brother Jason do an awesome job. Uh, I coached both those guys when I was at St. John's with John wow. Harrington. So I know all these guys really well. I think it's the right thing to do. I think these kids uh, are going to experience a new rivalry. I think it's really going to help out um, some high-end competition for Section 8. You're going to see um, the, the January and February gauntlet of the late conference really – prime up Buffalo and St. Michael to get ready for the run and you know when I first got back I wasn't really aware of it until I started talking to Pat O'Leary he's like you know Goldie the late conference run in January February will either expose you or get you ready it's gonna do one or the other and I think uh, the last decade has probably shown that when the late conference sharpens each other up by the end of the year somebody's ready to go make a run for the title. We'll see if you can do that again this year. Thanks for your time. Great. This is probably our best pod yet. It's I think a pretty I think darn good start. I, I like it. I, you and I have a good relationship. There's no doubt about it. And I, but I'm just so happy to be a part of Minnesota high school hockey. I think it's awesome. It's such a great time of the year. And I do quite a bit of traveling with USA Hockey, so I'm speaking in different areas. And that's the number one thing they talk about. What's the culture like, and why is this so special? And it just gets back to the high school experience. Uh, your breath of fresh air. Right. We'll uh, check in soon. Okay. Take care. Thank you.